some lessons take a lot of reinforcement. Jesus is trying to teach his disciples a lesson today, and it's a difficult lesson for them to learn because it has to do with the Canaanites. So the Canaanites, at the time of Christ, the time of his disciples, would have been understood to be an accursed people. They were the descendants of Ham. Now, the story, it's in Genesis chapter 3 of Ham, is that his dad, Noah, got really drunk and passed out completely nude. And Ham stumbled upon him, thought it was hilarious, and went to fetch his two brothers. Now, I am one of three siblings, all boys, and if I had stumbled upon my father, passed out in this way, try not, don't picture this, I would not have found it funny. I would not have wanted to go and find my brothers. I would have done what the two brothers ended up doing, which was slowly back up without looking and throw a blanket on him. But that wasn't the way that Ham responded. Ham went and fetched his brothers. And for this sin, he ends up being the father of a cursed generation and generation and generation that follows him. And so the Canaanites are the descendants of Ham, which means that the Canaanites are cursed they are what we today, within Catholicism, the closest thing we have is that they are living in an objective state of sin as far as the disciples are concerned. They can have nothing to do with God. There cannot be good in them. And so Jesus is trying to hammer home a lesson that they are not responsible, or at least this woman and her daughter is not responsible for the sins of those who came before her. We know better today because of 2,000 years of Christian history we know that we have the forgiveness of sin, the forgiveness of sins, and that the sins for which we are forgiven are our own, not those of others. And we don't need to be forgiven for the sins of others. But it is a temptation today, I still think, to sometimes fall into thinking that people are responsible for the sins of others. It can sometimes reach a crescendo, I think, within the public eye today, when you think of some of the high issues that we face in our country, the issues with slavery at times, the same sort of sentiment of people not being forgiven for sins that came from before them, that are not actually their own sins. It's a trap that we can fall into, and Christ is trying to liberate people that have fallen into that trap of wanting to blame someone who is not actually responsible for those particular sins. The praise that Jesus gives to this woman is extremely strong. He says to her by the end, after four times and him making, I'm gonna say, making a show of rejecting her because she should not have been acceptable to him. By the fourth time that she has come back and said, even the dogs get the scraps from the table. Jesus recognizes and says, oh, great is your faith. And then he says something that I find to be stunningly powerful. Let it be done for you as you wish. That is the equivalent coming out of the mouth of Christ of saying, thy will be done to God. It's the only will he ever cares about doing. And so when he says to this woman, let it be done as you wish, he is saying that what you are asking for is what God desires. And you have shown that you understand and recognize that. And it must come from her recognition of Christ as King, as Lord. This sin, though, is a sticky one. I heard a podcast not too long ago. It was about a woman who discovered that her grandfather 
had been a book that was published some years ago now. She discovered that her grandfather had been a soldier within the Gestapo. He was an SS officer. And he had been, as during, the, during World War II, he had been sent to be in charge of a, of a small town in Poland where he was in charge of the farming that was being done there for the war effort. And she always wondered why they would never talk about this grandfather growing up. She never knew him. And her grandmother would only speak in a glossing way about the war. And so she found out that he was an SS officer. And she found that out because when she Googled him, she found records of people who had, during the war trials, after the war, accused him in particular of crimes during the war, of injustices, of horrible things. And she, clearly, listening to this podcast, was going through this journey of feeling completely culpable for what he had done. She was so ashamed of what he had done. And so she set out on a journey to try to repair the harm that he had done. She went to Poland. She went to the town where he had been an officer without telling her family that she was doing this. And she found three people who were still living that had been impacted by, impacted by him. The first one she visited and the second one that she visited, both were too old to remember and to recollect and weren't present enough. They were in their late 90s, I think. The third person that she visited was an 80-year-old man. He had been 10 years old at the time that her grandfather was this SS officer for whose sins she was trying to make reparation. She said she spoke to him a short time and it was clear she was crying, she was so emotional meeting this man. And he reached out and grabbed her by the forearm and said, honey, those are not your sins. You are not responsible for what he did. You can let that go, that's not yours. Now, the podcast has kind of a sad ending because she said at the end of it that I can't forgive my grandparents for what they participated in, but I do still love them. Which means to say that she was like the disciples at the beginning of this story. She wasn't yet able to let go of something for which she wasn't responsible. Or in this case, not able to let go of this understanding she had before, coming to know the forgiveness that Christ makes possible. I think rather that that old man is a model it can be a model for us and a model for her of letting go at times if we get caught up into the trap of maybe thinking that someone else is responsible for something that actually wasn't their fault. I don't know how you might encounter that in your own life. I have to sit and think about how I encounter that in my own life. But I know that I am just as stubborn as those disciples and that if I don't ask for Christ's light to see those places where I am blind, I will never figure them out on my own. So the grace that I invite us into in this moment is to be able to open ourselves up, open our hearts up to Christ, that he may illumine any areas within us that are in darkness, because maybe there's some way that we are trapped like the disciples were, that we are trapped like the way this young woman was, unable to forgive or holding something against someone that we don't need to keep holding on to. May we have the gift of trusting in Christ and in his forgiveness for each and every one of us who has a change of heart and turns towards him.